And welcome back. Just goes to show, listeners, we're back. This is co-host slash host Ridge. Yeah, we got Chris over here on the other mic. Actually, I was going to bring that up, Jack. Our friend Andrew brought up the proper terminology. Is it host or co-host? I know. I just said both on that one because I kind of panicked. Both isn't right. I think it is co-host. Andrew said it's host, and he said we sound dumb for saying co-host, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. So anyway, good to be back. Yeah, these are your hosts, Jack and Chiss. Uh, We've been out of commission for a hot minute here. Um, A couple of weeks on our end. Yeah, uh, life hits you fast, uh, but we're back. It's April, spring. International break in there, too, so give us a break, right? Right. Not that much prem happening. Literal break for everyone involved. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, back on the pod, we're going to hit you with, to break down, like, what we're going to cover today, we're going to start with covering a little weekend action. we got some weekend games we want to talk about, most notably Spurs and how bad they are. Um, and then we're going to get into some, just some talking points that have happened since over the last few weeks of the pod, um, covering everything from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, to some, some statements made about Pep Guardiola. Then uh, we got uh, – well, we're going to have to cut time to our ad copy, and then we've got some trivia that Chris is delivering to me. He said he's going to be tough this week, so we'll find out. Um, then we'll cover the predictor app. Um, there were actually a couple winners that won like 17 Gs this past weekend. Yeah, so we'll get we'll into that, that, but we had a couple of winners too in the meantime. We had a stretch there where we won – we had four winners in three weeks. I won once, your sister Marth won once, and then Scar – who's the dumbest of the bunch, won twice. So anyone can win. Yeah, I mean, I think the moral of the story is if you listen to the pod, you're basically going to win money. Definitely increases your odds. So, um, all right, well, let's just dive into the weekend action. Chris, uh, you know, obviously the first game we want to talk about is this Liverpool-Spurs game, which had huge implications in, in two fashions. Um, it, first of all, Liverpool, first in, in the title race. Yeah. They didn't blow it. And it they looks like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a, a late winner. Mo Salah kind of he has been off the goals, but he had a little like a, a own goal assist. Hugo Lloris should have done better. Thoughts on Liverpool and Spurs and your reaction to that one? Yeah, well, I was going to say like overall it's a pretty good weekend, but there's just been so many games that have happened since we last potted that we're not going to get into everything. But this one was one that stood out. Uh, Liverpool, I know I've said a couple of times in the last few episodes here that they're going to choke and they're not going to win the title, and I still think that, but. They did manage to pull out a huge win against Spurs. Uh, they went up early. Andy Robertson was really good. Yeah. Um, went up early. He got an assist to Firmino and then gave up a goal in the second half. Looked like they were going to drop a couple points there and then squeaked out a, a lucky goal at the end. It was Sal that created it, but Lloris messed it up. and ended up being an own goal for Alderweireld. So um, that was in the 90th minute. I mean, they got it done. I will say Salah has been disappointing. I think it's been like close to 10 matches now that he hasn't scored him. Yeah, it's been flat out uh, bad. But it hasn't mattered all that much for them because they've been so good defensively and Sadio Mane is having an unreal season. Yeah, he's, he, yeah he's having probably the best year of his career, um, to be fair to him. But I think uh, for me, I think Liverpool snuck that one out. I think Spurs, to be honest, should have won the game. Musa Sissoko missed. Uh, the, uh, Spurs, in the last 10 minutes, played some gorgeous counterattacking football and had some uh, pretty good chances that they didn't, they didn't finish on. Musa Sissoko, most notably... Skying it over the bar in classic Musa Sissoko fashion, just when you thought he was playing really well. He's, I think he's got one goal in his historical Spurs appearances, which is a good return. But that means now that Spurs now have four losses and one draw in their last five matches. Um, and Spurs oh, are. That's good. Yeah, Spurs are kind of just slipping out of the top four at this rate. Um, they're still in it, but 
at this rate, I mean, if this keeps happening, they're, they're going to find themselves potentially um, at a loss for Champions League football. We talked about them in January, January, not that long ago, like end of January, two months ago, basically, right before Harry Kane got hurt and Sun was out, we were talking about them as a title contender. They were right there with City and Liverpool for a minute. The the downturn game, the downturn moment was, for me, when Mauricio Pochettino um, blew up on the referees. I believe it was the Burnley game, and then he got suspended. Um, so he was actually managing from the top booth against Liverpool. He was calling on his, on his iPhone. He was calling down to his coach on the touchline. I think that was the turning point from a character perspective, and that's led to some poor results for Spurs. And, like... Um, the only, the only thing that they really have going for them that you think might turn it around is this, this new stadium that they have, uh, which they play Crystal Palace here in the first game in the stadium. Their under-21s have already played in it, and hopefully that injects some life and positivity into them because they don't look good right now. Yeah, they're playing that on Wednesday. Real quick before we get into the stadium, because I want to say something about that, but they're two points behind Arsenal now, who are in third, and they're 16 points behind City. They dropped that much in the span of two months, basically. Um, and right now they are... One point, or even with United, and one point clear of Chelsea and six, so they could easily drop into fifth or sixth there if they don't turn this around quick. And they haven't really shown signs that they're going to. It's been pretty ugly. The stadium is interesting, so I don't know how many people have been following it. It's been going on and on. It's supposed to be ready at the beginning of the season. I think they were supposed to play at some point last season, even. Yeah, but it's been an insane delay. In the photos look awesome. I think it's gonna be really, really cool. Uh, it'll be cool that Palace gets to play there. Unfortunately, it's on a Wednesday, so we'll kind of strike down the American viewership a little bit. But uh, it should be really cool. They're also t- going to be playing NFL games there. The NFL was a big investor in the stadium. So all the future NFL football games will be played there. Yeah, and Fun I've, little fact. Yeah, I've personally seen Spurs play a few times at Wembley, so I'm excited to eventually get into the new stadium. Like I said, when I went back um, in January, I was hoping to get to... Um, or in February, sorry, I was hoping to get to the Spurs' new stadium, and I couldn't. So I'm excited to get in there. I'll give you guys an update once I get in, and hopefully seeing Sun Mania in there will be nuts. Um, and then, obviously, the other side of that picture, Liverpool squeak it out. The title race is hotter than ever. It's tighter than ever. Um, I still reckon Man City to pull it out. Um, but if we drop further down the table a little bit, kind of slide to the end of that that top five, top six area, um, you'll see Leicester City, who have won a few games under uh, Brendan Rodgers. They kind of stumbled a little bit off out the gates when he arrived and then um they've won a few now and yuri tielman's looks world class for them so interesting yeah I, I was looking back at their last five here's the thing with lester so they're now level on points with wolves one game more played but they're right there for seventh and um that's really where there's the drop off we were talking about this you and i and our friend andrew brought it up there's basically three tiers right now and they're really clear there's the top six and then there's 16 points between six and seven which is chelsea and wolves and then there's 7 through 18, which takes you all the way to Cardiff, and then Fulham and Huddersfield are in their own little third tier there. Um, Essentially, you're looking at, to, for, for the viewers, the massive congestion of teams Congestion of teams is between 18th and 7th, and there's a difference of... There's a difference of 16 points between that, and then there's also a difference between 16 points of 6th and 7th place. So, technically, Wolves and Leicester are just as far away from Chelsea as they are far ahead of Cardiff. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's obviously insane, but on Leicester, they are playing really, really well right now, but if you look at their last five matches, I'm not sure how impressed you really should be. They played Brighton, they won that, they lost to Watford, then they beat Fulham, Burnley, and Bournemouth in their last three, and now they play Huddersfield coming up. But 
it is impressive. They've looked a lot better. You're right. Yuri Tielens has been really, really good. Like, a revelation in the midfield for them. And Brendan Rodgers has obviously injected a little bit of uh, momentum and positivity into the squad. I will say, uh, he, he came out and said after the last match that their rest of their season, like, every match is a cup final because they're fighting to get to seventh place. And if they finish in seventh and Man City wins the FA Cup, then that seventh place team would get a spot in European football. So there's a lot to fight for for those teams, and there are a few that are contending with them. It's like Wolves, Leicester, Everton, Watford, West Ham are all within two points. Yeah, and to be honest, I think that's where Leicester should be. You know, I think talent wise, should. yeah, I think so. Right. I mean, they've done a good job of investing the N'Golo Conte and Riyad Mahrez money into and Danny Drinkwater money into top quality young players. Again, you guys, you know, they probably how have two I or three midfielders right now that are all better than Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know how high I am on Wilfred and Didi. I yeah, rate, I rate, I rate Yuri Tillman's Chilwell. Like we've covered, kind of covered their team before. They've they've got a really really good team. So um, they're only going to get better over the next couple of years. The only play Player and position that they have that's kind of aging, and you're, I'm a little worried about is Jamie Vardy. I think he's 32 now, maybe 33. Maybe 33. Soon. But can Ian actually fill in there? And play? Yeah, I don't think so. Like I don't right think now. that Ian is that kind of player. He's been disappointing, and uh, it's another good sale for Manchester City. But I think that's where Leicester should be. Um, and, but you know, I don't know. But really, when you think about, it, yeah, they should be there. But do you think that they're necessarily better than Wolves or Everton, the two teams next to them? No, I think that Everton, Everton is a is a club that would say Everton's that they should be the in that position, um, and given the money that they've spent. But um, I, I reckon, you know, with Marco Silva, I think they'll get it right eventually, and they've been better defensively over the past few weeks. So. Um, yeah, I've been decently impressed with Everton defensively. They do have two straight clean sheets. There you uh, go. Yeah. Um, and then pivoting over, like, just kind of ziplining down to the bottom of the table, um, we do have to confirm that as of this weekend, Crystal Palace beat Huddersfield 2-0 thanks to another Luka Milivojevic penalty um, and then a Patrick Van Aanholt goal. Um, and so Huddersfield are confirmed relegated. Uh, so that, that win officially for Crystal Palace um, officially relegated Huddersfield. I feel like we should have some, like, sound effects that comes yeah. in there. Like, bam, 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 Huddersfield. Bam, bam. Dead, like dead. Yeah, that's every time a team goes down, like a poof. Yeah, Yeah. Um, just like that, they're gone. I mean, it was always going to happen for Huddersfield ever since they they fired David Wagner. They've only they're only three points better off since bringing in Jan Siewert. So, well, you say only three, but when you have only fourteen in the whole season, three's a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's fair. Um, On paper. They're not good enough. Last season, I'm not sure how they did it. Last season, they beat Palace in the first game of the season. They got some results early. Yeah, they won, I think they beat Palace 3-0 in the first game. Yeah, it was bad. That was bad. It was well, bad. That was Frank DeBoer time. We don't need to get into that. Right, yeah. So let's not go there. Dark place. Um, shout out Atlanta United. But it, uh, it, they're down confirmed. And then Fulham look very, very likely to go down. It looks all but lost for Fulham. Um, I mean, they got six matches left, and they're 16 points away from 17th place. So they're... Essentially down. Yes, they should. They should probably be officially down at some point this week. Yeah, at some point this week. Yes, and then Cardiff City are in 18th, and they're five points off of 17th. Right, uh, they're at 28. Correct, but they also have played one last match than Burnley, who are on 33 points. So it's there are three teams that have 33 points right now, and Cardiff has 28. So you'd think that Cardiff are the most likely to go down, especially since they play City in their next match. They're probably not going to get anything out of that, but. They still have a fighting chance here. Yeah, they have a fighting chance. They're not out, but they also just lost uh, over the weekend to Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, they went up 1-0 and then conceded, I believe, believe in like the 84th or post-80th minute um, to tie 1-1. And then in the 91st, Ruben Loftus-Cheek scored a goal and was quite obviously offside and then scored. And Neil Warnock 
obviously we've talked about him a few times. Um, also goes by Colin Wanker. That's a anagram of his name. Rearrange the letters, Colin Wanker. Um, and where did you hear that? From? Uh, it's just a fact. A lot, a lot of Chris Paul's fans call Neil Warnock Colin really Wanker. I'm trying to do the maneuvering of the letters in my hat and shirt. Checks out. Spelled out. Yeah. And um, so Colin Wanker, he, he went on the went on the field and uh, like had this awkward stare down. <laughs> it wasn't even. Well, it was awkward, I guess. But I felt awkward watching. He it. didn't seem awkward about it. So he basically, if you didn't see this bad radio, but the refs are standing, shaking everyone's hands at the end of the match, and Neil Warnock is ten feet away from them. Yeah, arms crossed, just staring into their souls. Yeah, and they end up walking by him, and he doesn't move. He just turns and watches them as they walk around him. You can see him like he starts to talk a little bit more, but it was an intense stare down. Neil Warnock, I don't like him at all. And I, he's a weird looking guy, but he's probably killed people. <laughs> I don't know. I, thinking, I didn't want him to say like he's super intimidating because I don't think he really is. But that dude, I think, is capable of murder. <laughs> that is a hot take. Might be hot take. But I mean, he's you not think so. He's been known to do some grimy stuff. We name talked a about manager him. in the Prem that is more likely to commit murder than Neil Warnock. Name a manager, the, the most likely murderous manager in the Prem. Yeah. That's really that's a tough question. Um, so just this second, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I have not thought about that. I would. I mean, honestly, I might go with Neil Warnock, or I could see Jurgen Klopp just being like, <laughs> yeah, his a serial are, killer his, on the inside. His teeth are way idea. too white. He he like it's just too goofy and weird. But I could see him having some like different alternate alternate life where he's, I don't know, crazy. I'm trying to think of who's around totally the middle crazy. of the table. Um, Maybe Sean Dyche, actually, but like it would be like a hammer. It would be, it like, a, it would be like a blunt, blunt tool. Yeah, well, I would say like it was a fight and he accidentally killed him. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, off topic here. Neil Warnock stared these guys down hard, and yeah. apparently they're not going to take any action against him because yeah. they know the call was so bad. <laughs> but, but, but also, that kind of segues into my next point. And like, this has happened too many times this season, more than I think it's happened in, in recent memory in a Premier League season, where reps just getting, referees getting absolutely battered by managers um and and players on the pitch after the game and then it's a big thing now where like cameras are all over it like watching these stare downs and like the fact that neil warnock's getting this much press and i guess we're talking about it and because you know what we do is really impacts the the modern media scene but uh the fact that the, the, the fact that a lot of people talk about it and it gets all these gifs and memes and whatever like that 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 gives that stuff more validity and it gives that move power and the more managers are going to do that in the future and I just think like this season it, more more than ever managers have done that they're running on the field Jurgen Klopp ran on the field and I just think like <sighs> referees need some help I yeah think, I, like I think that they need help whether I don't know VAR is the answer I've seen some really bad instances with it I don't know if it's like increasing the referee count I don't know if it's instituting harsher punish- punishments for these these people and these players but as the league gets more powerful and there's more and more money like the governing body needs to be i think a little bit more powerful to avoid things getting too out of control like what he did is so childish and he's not even going to be banned for it like he, it was it was like a, it was like a professor it was like a substitute teacher standing in the front of the classroom with their arms folded and then the kids like throwing paper airplanes in the back of the classroom and he's just staring waiting for the kid to notice like what is that? Like, what right does Neil Warnock have? Yeah, they got the call wrong. They can't go back and change it. They also look like idiots if they apologize for the call wrong because that doesn't give them any more points, does it? So well, it's like it's a lose, lose, lose no matter which way you go. Yeah, so you're picking one of the losing options. You're just like, let's just lose differently. But I will say this, and I've said it before. As a former Little League umpire for eight years, these refs do need help. we got to help them out. 
I don't know how, but gotta help him out. But I will say that I don't think you're necessarily with what Neil Warnock did. I don't necessarily think that you're like saying, "Oh man, more people are going to do this." More, you know, they're going to feel more empowered to do this. Think about all the instances we've had this season. But Neil Warnock, this isn't helping Cardiff at all. It was after the match; they already lost. I'm not saying it's helping. It's it's insulting to the officials, and 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 it's it's rude. But but like, if you're another manager, then then why are I mean, what are you going to do after the match? Go stare someone down? But 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 the, the the problem is the problem is if I'm a manager in the Premier League, right? I would like to think that I would try and take the high road. Right, I would kind of be like, "Hey, they probably got it wrong. I know they don't want to get the calls wrong intentionally, but you know, they, but you know, uh, we, we we can't leave it up to officials. That, that's like a common meme you hear, especially in American sports, like in, in youth sport, sports in America. Like, don't leave it up to the officials. Like, control as much as you can. That's what our coaches, my hockey coach, used to tell me when I was a kid. Um, and that was always a good meme because that that made me feel like that what what they do is out of your control. What you can control is what you can control." And I think that's what I would try and do if I was a manager. But at what point, I think some managers think, oh, if I don't do that, if I don't make this referee referee look like an ass, if I don't make him look dumb, then I'm actually going to get screwed in calls in the future, right? Because look at like what Jose Mourinho did. Look at uh, what Jurgen Klopp does. Look at um, the, what these big personalities say. And then I think that they... I think the managers who don't do that, like you just saw Sean Dyche do that for the first time this year, call out referee. I think that managers, you know, same thing. Yeah, yes, exactly. And I think the managers who don't do that think that if unless they don't, they somehow get slighted a little bit, and that's a dangerous game where they feel like they must stand up and criticize and be vulgar and rude to referees in order to equate the playing field, and then everything gets cyclically negative. I agree with you a little bit on that. I think that there's definitely a, like uh, managers probably feel like they need to garner respect and like maybe a little bit of that intimidation factor uh, I understand that again as a little league umpire I remember when coaches would you know act all tough and it would make me want to make better calls to them so I didn't get yelled Oof. at but let me ask you one more thing on this note because you're talking about how we need to do more to help them as a governing body and this and that do you think that VAR is something that is designed to help the refs in a situation like this or do you think it's going to cause more harm than good with 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 respect to respect to referees. I think it's eventually going to cause it's eventually going to be good. I think there's going to be some growing pains in the first year or two where people are pissed at that oh why is there a VAR decision or not? I think once it becomes a, a part of the game after a few seasons it's just a fact that it'll happen. It's just like tennis. Right, like, something with, that we're used to as Americans too. It's like I more so than tennis. I'd say even like it's like the NFL or baseball or something. Where yep. At first, people are like, "Oh my god, this is taking forever. Let the refs do it." And after a while, they just get used to it. Right, you get used to it, and you also think like, "Well, they at least looked at it. Even if they got it wrong, they took a closer look at it because it was an important call." I don't like that idea behind it. I'm a, personally, I'm against it in general. But I was just curious if you're thinking about this, talking about refereeing and whether or not. We can help them. I why? Well, I, I, I don't, don't know, know if it's, it's a move that's necessarily going to help them or not. I don't know if it's more referees. I don't know if it's like you know, a, 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 like a quick video replay, a challenge, a challenge that each coach has. Like they can challenge Get the red flags know. out there. They're going to have to have them in the locker room in Spurs Stadium anyway for those NFL games. Yeah, there you go. Um, pilot that at Spurs. Um, anyway, segueing out of of referees and the abuse that they take. God bless you if you're a referee wherever you are. Um, in other challenging comments that were made, there was actually we have a couple fun headlines here. One, I don't know if 
uh, Chris, we were talking about this, um, kind of a wild headline. Uli Hoeneß is the president of uh, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich being the biggest team in, in Germany, made a comment about Pep Guardiola publicly, Pep Guardiola, the former manager of um, FC Bayern and now the manager of Manchester City, and said that he heard whenever Pep Guardiola wants a player, he makes a video clip sequence, like a highlight reel, sends it to Sheikh Mansour, the owning the owners of uh, Manchester City, sends the clip to sh- the Sheik, and then the Sheik gives Pep the money to buy the player, and then the Sheik recovers that money in the oil market by raising his oil monopoly prices over the upcoming few days to bring the money back because he is such an influence on uh, the the oil prices and oil market. So pretty absurd comment by Uli Hoeneß. Like, also... Um, he now Manchester City are pursuing legal action um, for Uli Honus's comments, ensuing a monopoly or uh, implying that a monopoly is had um, on the market because that can get very, very dangerous and discre- and kind of make yeah, Manchester City lose their credibility. Yeah, that, that's nuts. Um, yeah, but just like a classic, like oh, they have too much money, so they buy players and then. I mean, yeah, the chairman of Bayern is complaining about teams having too right, much money. Right, like shut up, Uli Honus. You get anyone you they want. They bought every good player from Dortmund that's ever come through their last. Ten years, just absurd comment. Love that. Anyway, funny, funny little. It's a uh, ridiculous thing. I mean, do you think there's any truth to it? And also, do you think that Pet hires someone to make these highlight videos for him? And do you think that? He would be interested in us. Um, I a little bit closer. I think Pep. I doubt Pep makes videos himself. Um, they, he definitely uses that team from all of nothing from the Amazon uh, documentary. I think he's just on iMovie, just splicing together little. Clips. I hope he is, or he's like doing it on Snapchat on this phone. He's just like splicing them together. Um, and then in other news, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer officially received the offer for from Manchester United. He's the confirmed full time manager of Manchester United. Chris, surprised? Year, do I think? Uh, no, not surprised. He's been brilliant since. They got him. He set some records for uh, like how quickly at the gates they did well as a new manager at United. Not surprised at all. Former player for them. He's a young guy. Seems like the players love him. Seems like this might be the way they're able to actually keep Pogba as well. So um, I'm not surprised at all. I think uh, he's done a really good job. And he deserves it. Hopefully for his sake they can finish top four. But yeah, I am not surprised either. I also think I don't know if it's because of necessarily. I don't know. I think the the market is pretty light right now from a management standpoint. Like, who else would they go get? And especially with Zidane off the market now, too, back to Real. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's a no brainer. Manchester United assessed the market. There wasn't really anybody else. They've had a good season so far since he's been there. I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, and the other thing too is, I mean, it's football. They're United. Like, if they decide to change their mind in October, they can just do that. They'll do that. So this yeah. is just like a hey, you're playing well. Why mix things up yeah. and risk breaking up the locker room? But yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a good move for them. Um, I think him and Pep could have a little nice little Manchester rivalry if Pep stays there for a while too. Yeah, I think fair. they're both good managers, and you know, I think it'll be interesting. Yep. All right. Now, well, now we're going to cut to our ad. Um, yeah, before trivia and predictor, we'll get to that in a minute. But quickly, we have an ad. All right, <clears throat> ladies, I hope you're sitting down because this next ad might sweep you right off your feet. Looking for a companion to take you on your next adventure? Wonder if your parents will ever shut up about not having a boyfriend to bring to that boring family event? Interested in getting a little saucy and enjoying a night out in the town? Well, I'm happy to tell you that I have a solution, and his name is Anders Helikowski. That's right, coming in at six foot three with beautiful blonde hair, 
and blue eyes. Durbs is newly single, and boy is he looking to mingle. Close your eyes and imagine the wind blowing through your hair and the smell of nature in the air as you and Durbs take a romantic weekend hike in beautiful springtime Portland. To get in contact, please send all DMs to at just goes to show pod on Twitter and we'll get you connected to the big man himself. Be sure to use promo code juggler. That's right. Promo code juggler to get one free appetizer on your first date with theirs. That's all folks. Back to the pod. All right. Well, pretty enticing offer. I mean, I'm, we usually don't get that many mentions or DMs on Twitter, goes to show pod, but now I'm expecting them to be flooding in right now. So, uh, Chris, you've got trivia this week. Yeah, I do. All right. I just erased your predictor score. It's all right. I know what it was. See that? Okay. Okay. I got trivia for you here. This one could get a little interesting. So there are going to be some easy answers. There are going to be some tough answers. And I actually made it a little bit easier for you intentionally here. Because there were a couple of ones that you just weren't going to have a chance at. This is a Premier League question, as we are a Premier League pod. I'm going to give you 75 seconds, let's say. How do you like that? Don't care. I'll send it. 75 seconds. There are 10 possible answers. What I'm looking for here, Jack, is the top 10 players... In goals per minute in the Premier League so far this season, minimum two goals scored. The top ten players in this season's Premier League season in goals per minute, minimum two goals scored. And you are on the clock. Okay. Aubameyang? Yes, he's one. Sergio Aguero? Correct. Mohamed Salah? No. Um, Paul Pogba? No. Uh, Jimenez? No. Um, Andre Gray? Nope. Cal Wilson? No. Josh King? Nope. Ryan Frazier? No. Um, You're thinking too small. Mishi Batsuai? No. Bigger clubs? Correct. Um, Gabriel Jesus? Yes. Leroy Sane? No. Raheem Sterling? seconds. No. Um, Ilkay Gundogan? No. David Silva? No. Lacazette? No. Firmino? No. Sadio Mane? No. Uh, Harry Kane? Yes. Deli Alley? No. Christian Eriksen? No. Lucas Mora? No. You have four. Uh, Eden Hazard? No. 15 um, seconds. Youngman's son? Yes. Um, 10 seconds. Richarlison? Nope. Uh, Lucas, Luca Dean? No. 5, 4, 3, um, 2, one. Lukaku. Yes, got it. I'll give it to you. Wow. That was pretty good. Um, you were scaring me for a little bit there, but you got six out of ten. So I, I would say that's pretty good. There were two of them, or three of them I would have thought you would have never gotten. So there's one more that I thought you might be able Maybe to get. Maybe Rashford? No, but that's close. Jesse Lingard? No. Um, there's one more guy. It's just like them. Oh, Martial. <laughs> yeah, so Martial was one. The other three that you missed, I'll try to give you some clues, but there's, it's going to be tough. These guys have scored respectfully. They've scored four goals, three goals, and two goals. Respectfully, of course. Yes. Um, are they big clubs, small clubs? Maybe, um, uh, it is two big clubs, one small club. 
Uh, wow. Big club central midfielder. This guy is... Aaron Ramsey? No, he scored four goals, but has not played a lot of minutes. So that's why he's got... Really? He, you actually mentioned his name earlier in the pod. I did. Mm-hmm. I would have never guessed this, but you know him very well. Earlier on the pod, we were talking about Liverpool and Spurs. No. And we talked about Manchester mm-hmm. City? No, no. United? No. Top six. So then who we have? Chelsea? Wait, there, there was one Chelsea guy, there's one Liverpool guy, and then there's one Huddersfield one player. One Chelsea guy, one Liverpool guy. Um, from Chelsea, maybe... Someone who comes off the bench a lot. Oh, Loftus-Cheek. Yes. Brilliant. He's second, actually, overall in minutes per goal. Wow. Kind of player, Ruben. Yeah. Um, and the other one's a Manchester City player? No, it's a Liverpool player who's a uh, backup forward who's not played much. He scored twice. Divock Origi? Yes. And then the last one I'm going to give to you, it's Carlin Grant. Forward Carlin from Grant from Huddersfield played against Palace this weekend. He has scored three goals. Fair play, Carlin Grant. So that's pretty good. Um... Goguero was the best. Loftus-Cheek was next. Aubameyang was third. A uh, couple of guys that just got left off the list. Sterling, Mane, Salo, Lacazette. You Guessed all, all those that. guys, yeah. yeah. So, uh, pretty good job overall. It was an interesting one, I thought. Cheers, yeah. it was. Uh, you steered me in the right direction when I started going off to the lower club. So Yeah, there were not a lot of lower club guys there. Um, there were, actually, so while I was still on the page, um, the number one person in goals per minute was not named because he's only scored one goal this season. He is a center back for Burnley. Um, it's not what, long? Mm-hmm. Ben Gibson. Ben Gibson. And then Michael Obafemi. Uh, From Southampton. Yes, he scored one goal. And then the other know. one is Danny Welbeck has scored one goal. Wow. So those guys all would have made the list had I not done that two-goal minimum, which yeah. I think made it better. Fair, fair, fair. All right. Well, that's our trivia. So hopefully people at home knew some of those. But I will say six out of ten is pretty good there. Yeah. Seven out of ten would have been the highest I would have ever thought you would have gotten. So. Yeah. I would I probably, probably wouldn't have guessed Grant. No. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, so we'll get to the predictor app here. So like I said earlier, we've been on a heater with this. So the way it works is we've all won like $2 or less because we haven't gotten in the top, like, whatever percentage. You really can't win a huge sum of money unless you get every score right. But that happened this weekend because the games were pretty chalky as far as the predictions go. Three people got all five scores right. We don't know any of them, but they split 50K. So they each won $17,300. That's nuts. So that's us this week, right? Yeah, it's got to be. I can all right. use that. You started it off, Jack. What are we looking at? Um, so the first, first on the predictor app is Newcastle Palace. Always a tough one to pick because of our affiliation with one of the clubs in here. Um, also born near Newcastle. So, um, but I want palace to one, um, Newcastle is a tough place to go, but I reckon that, I don't know. I, 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 I reckon palace played pretty, pretty well when teams tend to attack us. And I think Newcastle at home, especially with some of their players and the way they're playing right now, we'll try to attack us a little bit. I reckon we'll hit them on the counter, uh, maybe go two goals up and then give one up, um, and win two one. I will say uh, Palace have been much better away from home than exactly. this season, so I like that. But I'm going 1-1 here. These teams are neck and neck in the table. And Palace, uh, the one thing they don't have going for them is they have a midweek match as well on Wednesday against Spurs. So Newcastle doesn't have a midweek match. They played today, Monday, and then they play against Saturday. So they have a little bit more rest. Palace don't have a ton of depth. So I'm going to go 1-1, though. I still feel pretty good about Palace. Yep. 
Um, not bad. And then pivoting over to Burn- uh, Bournemouth and Burnley. Uh, I went Burnley 1-0 over Bournemouth uh, because Burnley need that game to kind of really get their name out of that bottom because right now they're the team hovering above Cardiff. Um, so I reckon they're going to really, really pack it in defensively, get, nick one of those like corner goals, win 1-0. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Burnley have not been playing great as of late, but they just won 2-0 against Wolves over the weekend, so you like that. I think that Bournemouth are going to take this one. Um, They've been underperforming a little bit in the back half of the season here, but they're finally kind of back to full strength with Wilson being back, Frazier, all these other guys, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go 2-0 at home. Uh, Bournemouth in this one. Yeah, it's not easy to go to Bournemouth, so it's a fair fair call. And then, then we go to Huddersfield Leicester. Um, this is a tough one, Chris. Who you got? I just saw your score. Uh, well, so at first I was thinking I'll go Leicester narrow win. This is Huddersfield's first match here. Um, did you just change your score? Yeah, I did the wrong way around. Okay, okay. Sorry. So this is um this is Huddersfield's first match since they've officially been relegated. I don't really think that they're going to come out the gates flying here. I'm going three 0 Leicester, who have been hot lately. I think they'll be able to put up some goals. Yeah, I'm going to go two 0 Leicester over Huddersfield. Same scores, pals. Just beat Huddersfield by easy. Yep. Uh, next one, Everton Arsenal. This is an interesting match. Yeah, I'm going 1-1. Um, I don't think this game's going to bleed goals because, like I said, I think Everton's been pretty strong defensively as of late. But um, I do think that both teams are going to kind of take lumps out of each other and, and nick a goal, and it's going to end in one of those kind of fizzling draws. Yeah, again, I always get the Arsenal ones wrong, so this is probably wrong. But I feel pretty good about them right now. I think Arsenal are in a spot where... Just one today. They're, yeah, they won today against Newcastle. They're feeling really comfortable under Emery. Ramsey has been playing really, really well for them. Starting to get Ozil back in the, the team a lot more. And I feel like they're finally at a point where Lacazette kind of knows his role and is playing much better, whether he's on the field with Aubameyang or not. Uh, Everton have been a lot better defensively lately, but I still do not have a lot of confidence in them. I don't have a lot of confidence in Marco Silva either, actually, at this point. But I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal away. That's Last a, match here. Yeah, that's a bold bold pick. Um, and then Chelsea-West Ham. I'm going to go 1-0 Chelsea over West Ham. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals in this. Both teams have struggled to score. Um, and so I'm going to go Chelsea 1-0 over West Ham. Um, yeah, simple one. I, it's not an attractive game to me. but Yeah, West Ham also struggled to defend at times, so, though. Um, I don't like this match, really. I think both these teams are kind of sputtering out here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um I'm going 2-2 Chelsea-West Ham for no reason, really. <laughs> you're just going like you don't you think the teams are sputtering out, and then that's going to be your higher scoring game as uh, well. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, just because they're sputtering out doesn't mean that you can't score goals. That's fair. That's fair. Like it's I went, I went really light. I went well, one. Uh, I went two one Palace, one nil Burnley, two nil Leicester, one 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 nil. So I've kind of got opposite over the past couple weeks. You guys have heard I've been going with these like crazy picks of like five nothing, trying to pick these one off results. Gonna go the opposite this time. Play it pretty conservative. All these games don't think. There's a ton of goals in them, so if you're doing your predictor app, like, don't get crazy. I don't think, um, but who knows? We'll come back and there'll be like a six nil between Bournemouth and Burnley or something. Yeah, I mean, like, just from experience, I've won the predictor app and Jack hasn't, so I have a lot more goals than him. Just keep that in mind. I would say when you're making your picks here, go with the guy who has won the most money on the predictor app so far. A little over two. You've won like yeah, you've won like a dollar fifty cents more than me. I've won fifty cents. Okay, but a dollar fifty cents is a lot in terms of predictor app money. Like Scar, I don't think has won that much total, and he's won the thing twice. Yeah, that's not bad. That's fair. So it does make a difference, but 
Uh, we'll tweet out. We've been kind of bad about tweeting out the predictor app right away. I already submitted mine, so I'll tweet out from the account here. Let's get them in early this week. It doesn't take into account any of the midweek games, so you do have mm-hmm. till the weekend to do it. But let's get them in early here. Let's do a little bit of shit talking. Um, <laughs> I want people like laying into Scar's picks and just let's get a little naughty here on Twitter. And also, I'm expecting a lot of DMs to date my friend Durs. Yeah, there you go. Durst, shouts to you. I hope you're listening. He's um, probably not. I don't think he listens. No, I don't think he, he does He just either. advertises on the pod. He doesn't listen to Yeah, it. classic. Spends money on the pod. Probably why he's advertising. He doesn't realize that no chips are going to listen to this. Yeah. But, Sorry, Durst. Um, um, but it's good to be back, guys. Chris and I were just talking. It's good, good to get on the mics. Good to give you some content. Um, again, look back for some regularity here for the rest of the summer um, and, and while the season is finishing off. Yeah, we've got to figure out. We haven't really figured out a plan yet for the summer, postseason. Yeah. We'll be doing something, I'm sure, but... Footy never stops, so... Except for a couple of months in the summer. It does literally stop for a minute, but in our <laughs> We'll figure something out for that, but we got, like, six game weeks left here, so um, we'll be pumping out pods as we get down to the finish here, and uh, the title stretch, and all that good stuff, so... Yeah. Excited about it. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Just goes to show. Everybody's human. Tune in next week. Cheers.